Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and today I have with me a coach that is different from any other coaches that's been on the show. She is a woman that not only has background and experience, but a passion for multiple things that are unique to the coaching field. Um, she's also a woman that values education. She is a woman that values morals and values, and empowerment is such a overused word. I just want you guys to see her spirit and her joy and her passion. And I want to introduce Shaista. Mm -hmm. Did I say it right? You did. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. It is such a pleasure. So can you tell people your full name, who you are and what you do? Yeah, so I'm Shaista Fatelli, and I am a teacher. I teach kindergarten and grade one. Um, I'm also a PhD candidate. I'm in my third year in um, early learning. I also am a, the founder of Thrive Kids and Thrive Girls, which is an organization that really brings kids together to talk about um, and learn ideas and issues that are going on within our society and implement really good strategies so that they're able to use these strategies in their daily lives. So things like mindfulness, we hear so much about, but it's really difficult to incorporate this within our um, everyday lives in a way that's meaningful. So we link this with the kids so that they're able to use it in any circumstance that they need to use it within. And it's not just mindfulness. We talk about confidence. We talk about um, body image. We talk about so many different issues that kids go through these days. What made you decide to do something? When we think about these concepts, they're, they're really harped on in women empowerment forums. Yes. But what made you decide to build a platform mm -hmm. for girls? I mean, I get it. But what, what sparked it for you? So I love teaching. I've always wanted to be a teacher. And I... In the last three or four years, I felt like I needed to make an impact beyond the four walls of the classroom. I started to, I will tell you that. However, with the limited amount of time that we have in the day teaching, with the increasing demands that we have, I mean, even kindergarten kids are expected to read at a certain level at a certain time. And in that case, we as teachers have to implement strategies that help them get there, but thereby increasing their anxiety level and their confidence level if they don't get there. And these are kids that are four years old, right? So I knew that there was something more that we needed to do as teachers. And I knew that I had the skill base and the tools to do it. So I had to do it. And it is something that um, is so beneficial. And I see so much growth with the kids that I work with, um, with these skills that I know that I am doing what I need to do right now. 
to me, that speaks volumes about your passion because the one thing I always ask people is why do you do what you do? You know, um, me and you talked about the fact that teachers, not only it, you know, when we're, when we're growing up, we know about doctors, lawyers, teachers. I think that some people get into the, the career field without that level of passion. Mm-hmm. And that age group that you talked about, I have a kindergartner and it's been a really hard year because his teacher you know, she says he's too hyper. And, you know, I know the psychological perspective of, you know, this is the year where his self-confidence is building and you're, you're tearing him down because he's dancing, because he's happy. He's not hitting, he's not kicking, he's not spitting. He's, he's happy. And, um, you know, they like to put labels of ADHD on them at these ages and, and all of these things that, you know, that we may not really feel as important until it impacts us directly. But I'm listening to you and you said, you know, there are limitations placed on teachers and what society does not realize is that teachers have oftentimes a bigger impact on our children than the parents, you know, because my kids want, I will tell you, they came home. My teacher said this. I said, well, I said this and I'm mommy, but we also have to know that that level of power we have to know exactly what to do with it. And you took a step out and you said, okay, I see my platform. I see my value in my children's lives. Regardless of how many months you have them, you have their full attention for this amount of time. But because you've already built that rapport, if you go this next step and you just increase the amount of you know, self-esteem, self-concept, character building, you're doing all these things with something that you already have, which is a golden nugget, and you've built a program around it. And I wanted to ask you, you have um, project, I just had it. Tell us about the project with the girls, and you also have a summer camp. I mean, can you elaborate yeah. on the services that you offer? Because I'm excited just looking at it, because these are yeah. the types of things that I wish were available. I know I'm in a rural area in Alabama right now, mm-hmm. and I... I, you know, do you know that they don't even have therapists going into schools here? Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Can you elaborate on the services that, that your organization offers to uh, yeah. children and parents? Yeah. Um, so Thrive Girls has been broke. I came up with projects. So these projects um, are surrounded up around a particular theme. So we had Project Love which we already uh, finished last fall. We did Project Self, where kids learned all about themselves and what they are really passionate about and what kind of purpose they have in this world. It was so amazing. Now we are doing Project Gratitude. So Project Gratitude is really looking at things that are in their lives that help them to see that there are things that make them feel whole, that they are whole, that when they are not in a place that makes them feel as happy, that they can turn to gratitude. And there's scientific proof around all of this, that it changes something in your brain, right? There's a chemical um, mechanism that happens in our brain when we pay particular attention to something we are grateful for when we are in a quote-unquote slump. And I want to teach these skills to my kids, to the girls that I work with, to the parents that I work with, 
in order to help them overcome a lot of the challenges that we have today, which then lead, unfortunately, to um, a lot of mental health breakdowns and a lot of suicide. There's a huge amount of increased suicide rates here in Canada, and I'm sure it's in the US as well. Um, and I think that these types of skills should definitely be taught more um, and implemented more. And um, that's why I created this. And with our summer camp, so I have girls and boys together, I launched it one day and in 24 hours it was filled. And um, because we talk about so many different skill sets that are um, different, right? And we're not just getting our kids to do crafty things here and there or teaching them to read and write, which of course is important, but it's the why behind that and skills that really will help them in the 21st century, um, in the 21st century, right? So that's why it's so important, I think. I wish we could just multiply this like now. It's, yeah. It just, it, it ignites me because, you know, we, a lot of times we think about all of these things for parenting, um, but we don't think of these things as starting with the kids at younger ages when their developmental skills are, are established. Exactly. And I'm listening to you and, you know, this type of thing is so beneficial because I have, taken a seat back and realized that okay I'm not able to show my daughter these things that she needs this elsewhere like we have to invest in the things that we know will formulate better humans better adults you know they're so impressionable and you talk about gratitude I mean I'm listening to you know I, I'm talking to you thinking about the things that I say you know people are starving somewhere they don't get that they no. just know that you're saying yeah. these things that do not matter. But yeah. if we're teaching it in a form of gratitude, of appreciating what you have, and you're right, it is scientifically proven that when you are grateful for what you have, you think differently. Your yeah. mindset shifts. And we, we use the terms mindset and empowerment and self-concept. We, we use them loosely. And it's something that we really have to start working intently on establishing in our youth at, at younger ages. And even the fact that you work with girls, you talked about suicide. We've had two kids under the age of 10 commit suicide in Alabama in a couple of weeks. And, you know, I have three children, two girls, and it scares me because, you know, a lot of people harp on the discipline of the teenagers. I have a teenager and I tell them all the time that, you know, you can harp on discipline, but you're not working on the factors to improve them and yes. to give them the confidence and to build them not tear them down you know I guess I want to say generational you know curses exist where back in the days you know you are seen and not heard and and you do as you're told but we weren't given those those tools to really build us up mm -hmm. it was more of just being living in fear of you know discipline or authority or all these things and so what you're doing is kind of reestablishing, yeah. you know, the importance of, of morals, values, and, and starting from the bottom up instead of having to be reactive to who we've created in the end.
Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the key. And, you know, like you, you mentioned, like with your daughter, I mean, I have a daughter as well. She's seven years old. Um, and I feel as though when I work with my kids at school or at Thrive Kids or Thrive Girls, and when I'm with my daughter, it's completely different. So I am mom to her. I cannot be, and I know you get this because you're in psychology and you're a therapist. You're not her teacher. You're not her therapist. You're not her facilitator. You're her mother. So these kinds of um, programs, I can't really do with her one-to-one because -one, that ain't going to fly with her. She just wants me to be her mom, right? So We know uh, nothing as moms. Exactly, exactly. So I think it's so important to invest in these kinds of programs for our kids. And we can't just say, you know, oh, we do it at home anyway. We have a great uh, family system, which I'm sure that if you do, that's awesome. But really investing in someone or something that helps build that for your child is really going to give them a, a head up heads up in in life it's like life school right so um really i think looking at those kind of options is important and i'm thinking you know we yell at coaches coaches need coaches but kids need coaches oh yeah for sure absolutely we do things like put boys in karate so that they have discipline and they have mentors and they play sports because those coaches play a role but then you have some kids that don't play a sport and they still need coaches but you can't have too many mentors. No, no, exactly. And, yeah. And, and, and people touch on different aspects of your life. And, and I spend so much of my time trying to teach people why they need other people. You know, mm -hmm. it's not just as simple as religion, community, school, church. It's not that simple. Like we literally have to be more in, intentional about putting these things in place and making it a norm. Yeah, exactly. I, I completely agree. I think it does need to be a norm. And we can't just say oh, they'll get, they are in a community group or they are in um, school. We really need to really think about, I think, um, what kinds of things we're throwing at our kids and ensure that they are surrounded with safety, with um, empowerment, in not a loose term, in a term that is meaningful mm -hmm. to them. Exactly. And that word is very developmentally appropriate, right? I mean, mm -hmm. a 13-year-old's not going to get that as much as a six-year-old um, at the same capacity, right? And well, a six-year-old won't get it as much as a 13-year-old at the same mm -hmm. capacity. So you really mm -hmm. have to make sure that um, these terms and these um, ideas are, are developmentally appropriate as well. Can you tap in more on morals and values? Because you also touch on that in your, in your coaching and in your programming. Can you talk about um, the equality that you really try to evoke in, in what you do? Yeah. So, for example, Thrive Girls is, um, has girls from different communities, different areas who come together and who really rely on each other to create the sense of tribe, the sense of community. Yeah, it's amazing. When I ended uh, the last session, the girls were like, oh, we can't wait for the next session to start because of the um, 
the oneness that they have created within themselves. So we have kids that are homeschooled. We have kids that are in private schools with parents who spend um, incredible amounts of money on different programming. We have kids who go to just community schools with single moms. So we have varied um, different cultures within our groups that then come together and feel one and know that they are equal in each other's eyes. And the values and morals that we talk about encompasses the activities, the communication that they have with each other. Um, it all comes out through the different interactions that occur. Love that because I really harp on collaborations and having a village and having a tribe. And I call everybody that I look to for big decisions, a committee, but we really have to do more than just putting our kids in Girl Scouts um, to create that togetherness because we're not designed to live life alone. And yeah. so I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you and it just, it gives me joy because these things need to be taught early on because a lot of people as adults have to go back and then be in therapy and try to grasp these concepts yeah. as adults and they fight it because they're like well this is not what I was taught as a, a child that doesn't mean it was right it's just you can do this now and it's okay but if we start building that from the beginning it's a whole different perspective and oh, can you can you tell listeners what also the next step that you have taken to get this out there you have written a book I have, yeah. Um, and before I touch on that book, one really important thing that I haven't mentioned with Thrive Kids and Thrive Girls is that there's a humanitarian component that ends the, um, the project that we're on. And this humanitarian component is formulated by the kids. So it has nothing to do with me. I help facilitate it, but the kids come up with it. So our last one, we collected school supplies for a project. Um, it's called um, Develop Africa, which is the organization. So they collected school supplies, put cards in there, and we're um, mailing all that out to, shipping it all out to Develop Africa to help different schools there. So can you imagine that sense of empowerment that they have? They know that they created that. So that's what I really try to incorporate within my programs. That's it's awesome. an amazing, amazing feeling just to be part of it. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's great. So my next project, I have written a book. So I myself am Muslim. Um, I've my family is Muslim. We're a smiley Muslim. We grew up, well, they grew up, I would say, in Africa, in East Africa, where I was born. We left East Africa to come to Canada, where I was raised, and that's where um, I have my daughter now in Canada. Um, however, we have a very tight-knit Muslim community, and throughout the years, not only within my own community, but within um, schools, we see an influx of a lot of Muslim refugees. And they come in to Canada feeling scared, right? I mean, there's a lot of trauma that happened. Um, and it's not just Muslim refugees, it's also people like me who live in a Western country who 
at times, and it's not everybody, but feel a sense of um, not feeling the same as everybody. So this children book, children's book that I created, um, it kind of got downloaded to me. The idea got downloaded to me is what I like to call it. And I knew I had to put it down on paper. So it's about um, a Muslim family, but really the emphasis behind it is the connection that we all have based on humanity. We are all connected because we are human and that we can find peace within ourselves. We can find peace within our hearts and with this collaboration that we have as um, being human. So that's the emphasis of the book. I can drop the mic right there. There's nothing left to be said because that's what people think too much and get into all these things that don't matter. It just, mm -hmm. it just doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have to teach our kids that exact concept. Yeah. Yeah, I completely um, agree. I mean, and, you know, I, I can't stop thinking about what you said about your son with ADHD. I mean, I just, you know, and I teach kindergarten and I see kids who get labeled all these terms and it's not just being in one culture or another. Um, it's not about your uh, personality. It's not about your habits. I mean, your son loves to sing and dance and all of a sudden he's getting deemed as ADHD. I mean, <laughs> he's just being himself, right? And that's the reason behind my book, Back Home, right? We're all connected. We're all human. We all have this ability to be ourselves and find ourselves within our hearts. And I teach my children that no matter what you are and who you are, you be okay endorsing yourself because society loves to pick us apart, give us diagnoses, give us labels and tell us that there's something wrong. For me in the last week, I put on a women's conference and, and everybody says to me, Anika, do you have ADHD? I say, I sure do. And I use it intently because yeah. if I didn't have the brain that I had, I would not be able to produce what I do. And I will not allow anybody at this age that I'm at and where I have come to in my mind of being comfortable in my own skin, I'm not letting anybody change that. And I tell people, if you have a problem with my brain, that's your problem, not mine. Yeah. And I am now teaching my children that because I spent my whole life, you know, on anxiety medication or depression medication or all these things trying to make myself right for the world instead of making the world right for me. And I won't do that anymore. And so I'm looking at you at what you're doing and you're doing it from the bottom up. And I love it because I've spent my whole career helping humans that are broken and that, you know, feel inferior to the rest of the world when there's nothing wrong with them. Everybody's different. We're custom made and, and we're designed different. And it's okay. Like people have to stop ap apologizing for their imperfections because none of us are perfect. Mm -hmm. And so just listening to you talking about the humanistic component of, of life in our world, and even talking about coming from Africa to Canada, these are concepts that people don't grasp because you don't tend to, to understand things unless you've been through it. But I love to shine light on people who have been through things that others otherwise could not grasp. And I love that, you know, you are so articulate and you're 
you're you're continuing your education and you're doing something with it you're building programs you're doing stuff because a lot of people have vision and ideas and they don't act on it and mm -hmm. and i'm called an activation ambassador because i love to take people's ideas and and create something with it because they're not given to us accidentally Mm -hmm. They're given to us for us to act on them. Yeah. And when you go through things, you have to do something about it. And so even from your cultural perspective, just from, you know, going from there, looking back at your family history, looking at your community now, but also looking at your career and saying, okay, all this ties in together because everybody's constantly trying to limit, you know, what they do. Oh, I have to pick a niche. I have to do this. I have to be more narrow. I have to be... And I tell people narrow is not in my vocabulary. Yeah. You can yeah. <laughs> you can tap all that together because it all goes together. Yeah. When we're talking about self-concept, you're talking about education, you're talking about community, you're talking about culture, religion, you're talking about all these things. And we can talk about them all in one conversation and we can build on it. Mm -hmm. And you're doing exactly all of that. And it's amazing. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate hearing that. Um, and um, I really like how you said that we don't have to just narrow it down. Um, I was just listening to this podcast about finding your passion. And this passion, we get so wrapped up in defining that one thing that society tells us we should find. But in reality, there could be so much that we are passionate about. And why can't we look at that? I mean, I'm doing a PhD in early um, years, right? In early childhood education, which I love. But I also love to write. I love to speak on stages. I love to teach. So why can't I do all of that? You can do anything you put your mind to. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the thing. Um, is there anything else you wanted to tell listeners in addition to telling them how to find you? Um, just to be on the lookout. When you, when you follow me, you'll be able to know when my book comes out. Um, I love speaking on stages as well. So if uh, anybody's out there listening and wants to book a speaker around... Um, any of the topics that we've discussed, I'm totally open for that as well. Um, but where? Yeah. Let me ask ask you that because I know of a lot of things here, and mm -hmm. I have a lot of Canadian listeners who keep telling me, "Anika, bring Women of Impact to Canada." So it's coming in 2020. But mm -hmm. I also am on a leadership team of another conference, but it's in Dallas, Texas. So mm -hmm. um, can you let listeners know and all these entrepreneurs out here, where are you willing to speak? So I am willing to speak anywhere in Canada um, and in the U.S. dependent on um, travel, like depending on the time because um, okay. I have a class of five-year-olds that, you know, <laughs> need their teacher too. So <laughs> you don't want to lose out on them and all their love. So um, yeah, so, you know, I am very open within anywhere in North America. Okay, and tell listeners what the name of your book is, when it's coming out, your website, and how else to reach you. Yeah, so the name of my book is called Back Home. Um, the website, my website is thrivekidsbc.ca, and I'm also on 
Facebook at Thrive Kids BC, um, as well as Instagram. And my book will be coming out um, in June. So I'm excited for that launch. And yeah, I hope people do get in touch with me. Um, I love to offer any kind of advice or support that is needed. So do reach out. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for being here because you've shed light on a lot of things and given me a lot to think about as a parent um, and an entrepreneur, because I have said in my head that I wanted to try to get my kids the same things that I'm working on myself. And I've been looking for mentors for my daughters um, because they're at such, you know, they're, well, my son is five, my daughters are nine and 13. And I, you know, I've thrown my hands up and said, I need a coach. Um, so, um, Thank you for being here. I think that a lot of people are going to benefit from, from your story and your insight and your impact. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you taking the time and um, shedding a light on all of these topics that are needed in this world. Awesome. Well, I'll definitely um, love to bring you back too when your book comes out so we can launch that yeah, for and sure. get that out there and see if we could even get it into some of these uh, community centers and stuff. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. All right, listeners. Well, this has been another edition of Your Voice, Your Power. I want to thank you guys for being here and stay tuned for future episodes. And don't forget, stay powerful.